Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. A longer wait for some Metro customers south of Reagan National. I'm Ann Kramer. Building a new bridge for some of us across the Potomac. I'm Neil Augenstein. Another bad day for Wall Street. The Dow now down 339 points. The Nasdaq down 76. S&P, S&P down 34. WTOP News Time, 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. I'm Wendy Gillette in New York. America's heart is literally breaking. President Biden spoke about Hurricane Ian from the White House about a half hour before it made landfall again this afternoon, 55 miles from Charleston, South Carolina, as a Category 1 hurricane. That's what it sounded like in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. My message to the people of South Carolina is simple. Please listen to all the warnings and directions from local officials and follow their instructions. CBS News correspondent Michael George. The biggest mistake people can make, officials say, is to underestimate this storm. Those of us who have covered hurricanes for years know that a Category 1 can be just as deadly as a Category 4, depending on where it hits and whether people are prepared. Officials are hopeful that this will not be a severe impact, but they are warning people to be aware of floods throughout the rest of the day. Ian's impact on Florida was severe. More than 2 million people have lost power and some are still trapped in their homes. FEMA's assistant administrator, Leilani Stainsby. Search and rescue efforts are ongoing in the state of Florida. Our administrator is down on the ground helping to assess damage and work with state and local officials to make sure that the state has whatever it needs. Ukrainian police say 30 people have died and at least 88 were hurt in a Russian missile strike on a convoy of cars that Ukrainian officials say were trying to bring relatives to safety from Russian-occupied territory. Moscow annexed occupied areas of Ukraine leading to U.S. sanctions. Former CBS News Moscow Bureau Chief Beth Noble on how Russians view President Vladimir Putin's actions. The mobilization has led to protests and bombings at draft centers and is making some Russian very worried about an escalation of the war in Ukraine. I had Russian friends visit this month, and after talking to them, I'm convinced that opposition to the war in Ukraine is much larger inside Russia than the polls indicate. And I think this escalation is just going to fuel more opposition to the war inside Russia. The House has passed a short-term spending bill to keep the government running past midnight. The vote was 2.30 to 2.01. A new indicator of the economy, CBS News business reporter Jason Brooks. The Fed's preferred inflation tracker, the Personal Consumption Expenditure Index, rose 6.4% in August from a year earlier, stronger than expected and a bit hotter than in July. That isn't good news for the Fed as it tries to bring down four-decade high inflation with higher interest rates. And the markets are meeting the last day of the quarter with more losses. The Dow is down 253. This is CBS News. A COVID-19 booster is given to enhance or restore protection after a primary serious vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you are eligible. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. 3.03 here on WTOP on this final day of September 2022. And we're getting some rain from Ian at 62 in D.C.
Good afternoon. I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Hillary Howard. Our top local story is, you've probably guessed mm-hmm. it, Hurricane Ian, which is heading our way, although it won't be a hurricane for long. It will be droppings, a lot of rain, and uh, kicking up some winds. Coastal flood warning in effect for St. Mary's County, and most of Southern Maryland will also be dealing with stronger winds. Let's check in live with Storm Team 4's Chad Merrill. Chad, what are you looking at? Hillary and Sean, the light rain has now moved to Fort Belvoir, and that rain will continue to advance north through the D.C. region over the next hour. And then finally, by the time we get into about 5 or 6 o'clock near the Mason-Dixon line, initially that rain is going to be pretty light. So what that means is as it mixes with some of the oil on the roads, it'll make things a little bit slippery. But then it will get heavy tonight, and that's where some flooding develops, and then a second batch of some heavier rain on Sunday. But we are not out of the woods from this rain until we get to Monday. So you're going to need the umbrella all the way through the morning commute on Monday. Several hazards with this particular storm system. We'll outline them in a couple of minutes, but just keep on guard because the rain is moving across the region and it will do so over the next several hours. All right, Chad, thanks. We'll check in with you shortly again. It's 3.04. Meantime, Maryland is getting ready for whatever Ian may bring. The hurricane's leftovers are expected to impact Southern Maryland more than any other part of the state. And that's where WTOP's Michelle Bash is this afternoon. I'm in Chesapeake Beach in Calvert County, where here at the Kellams Field Complex, you can fill your own sandbags. Calvert and St. Mary's counties are also offering sandbags to residents who may need them. Coastal flooding and windy conditions are the concern for Calvert and St. Mary's right along the bay. Statewide, Maryland Governor Larry Hogan has activated an emergency management team. The State Highway Administration is clearing drainage ditches, and BWI Marshall Airport is closely monitoring conditions. In Chesapeake Beach, Michelle Bash, WTOP News. Now to our other big story. It's going to be a longer wait for some Metro riders who are now taking shuttle buses at the Braddock Road, King Street, Old Town, Eisenhower Avenue, Huntington, Van Dorn Street, and Franconia Springfield stations. The six stations in that area will remain closed until November. The work to tie in the new tracks to the future Potomac Yard Station was supposed to be finished up by October 22nd. But due to what officials say is unexpected site conditions and remediation efforts, the work will now end on Saturday, November 5th. Metro says crews found issues with the soil that impacted the structural stability of the ground beneath the tracks. That work, they say, was beyond the scope of the work to tie in the new tracks. The ground had to be reinforced and the materials installed to make sure it was stable. Ann Kramer, WTOP News. Metro also announced the new Potomac Yard Station will not open this calendar year. The delay is due to the contractor's failure to meet this project delivery schedule. Well, for those of us who look for ways other than cars to get around, a major project is getting a big boost. The Long Bridge Bicycle and Pedestrian Crossing Project will go over the Potomac River, connecting east and west Potomac Parks in D.C. with Long Bridge Park and the Mount Vernon Trail in Arlington. The pedestrian and biking trail bridge will be started with this $20 million. Virginia Senator Mark Warner says next comes building a new rail bridge since right now freight and passenger trains share the same bridge at what's a choke point for trains on the East Coast. We've got to have this capacity. And if we're ever going to have high-speed rail, we've got to have this dedicated rail line. We're going to be asking for a large contribution from the feds on the actual rail bridge as well. Neil Loggenstein, WTOP News. Keep it here on WTOP because we have a lot 
lot going on today. First off, we are your weather alert station, and the remnants of Hurricane Ian are impacting our area, so stick around for that. Also, the U.S. levels new sanctions after Russia formally annexes portions of Ukraine. We're going in-depth with WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green after traffic and weather. 307. What do you have for us today, Charlotte? Charlotte is the little sister of the Tooth Fairy. Charlotte is the Junk Fairy. If you have stuff in your shed that you haven't used in the past 12 months... Yes? You're not storing stuff? You've got junk. Turn your storage shed into a shed that you can use again. Give yourself some space to maneuver. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. We make junk disappear. All you have to do is point. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. Women's leadership is elevating our world, and Innova is a leader in elevating women's health care. Innova Fairfax Hospital is ranked top 10 in the nation for obstetrics and gynecology by U.S. News & World Report. We are committed to putting women first. Our team listens to what matters most to you, from childbirth options and high-risk maternity care to pelvic floor health, surgery, and cancer treatment. Experience elevated women's care at Innova. Explore innova.org slash womenfirst. You can be Latino and not speak Spanish. You can be Latino even if others believe you don't look Latino. Today more than ever, there's no one way of defining what it means to be Latino. But there is one way of defining how to make our community stronger. Being Unidos, because being Unidos is the best way to create more and better opportunities for all of us. Unidos U.S., the largest Latino civil rights organization in the United States. Join us. Visit unidosus.org. WTOP's traffic and weather on the 8th. Dave Dildine in the traffic center. Traffic and weather getting worse from Annapolis to the Bay Bridge as the light rain begins. A suspension of two-way traffic through the weekend with wind warnings in effect. And now the second crash of the afternoon on the eastbound span. Exact same spot as the first one. Eastbound traffic, only one right lane open over the Chesapeake Bay. Brandywine 3015 southbound, heavy and slow toward Brandywine Crossing and Chad's Ford Drive. One broken down in the left lane. 95 northbound slow leaving Laurel through Columbia beyond Route 32. Multiple disabled vehicles on the left and right shoulders and tire damaging debris reported somewhere near exit 38 northbound on I-95 in Howard County. Volume delays on the Beltway 270 and in Virginia on 66, 395 and 95. Wetter as you go southbound towards Stafford and Fredericksburg. In the district, the crash on 695 east near the Anacostia is clear along the Potomac. Southbound George Washington Parkway still slow. One right lane open near the overlooks. The northbound work zone has cleared. This traffic report is sponsored by Burke and Herbert Bank. Local knowledge, local decisions for commercial banking. It's better at Burke and Herbert Bank at your service since 1852. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. All right, let's check out this forecast, which includes the remnants of Hurricane Ian. Coastal flood advisories as well as wind advisories across the region. The wind advisory south and east of town. The moisture from Ian will bring steady rain this afternoon and tonight. The heaviest rain will fall during the overnight period. We will also see a northeast breeze pick up. Temperatures will stay steady in the 50s. Steady light to moderate rain on Saturday were steady in the 50s. Rain on Sunday and Monday, and over time, that will cause some flooding across the region late Sunday into Monday. I'm Storm Team 4's Chad Merrill. Well, the first wave of rain already moving through Virginia. It's around the Richmond area heading up toward uh, King George County. And uh, 
Of course, it's um, moving all the way up toward D.C., uh, lighter as we get uh, closer to D.C., but it, things are going to pick up here in the hours ahead. Our temperatures are just kind of stuck around the 60-degree mark. We're at 59 in Germantown, 60 in Annandale, 62 DuPont Circle. It's all brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today. Schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 311. There were some major developments today regarding Ukraine. President Biden announced a new round of sanctions targeting Russia after Vladimir Putin held a ceremony annexing parts of the country, claiming the people who live there would be Russian citizens forever. Meantime, Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, said the nation is fast-tracking an application to join NATO. Well, joining us now to talk about all this, WTOP national security correspondent J.J. Green. J.J., let's start with the sanctions here. How much will they hurt Russia? They could hurt significantly and they could hurt soon because these sanctions are a combination of export controls, visa restrictions, asset freezes, and they serve to further clamp down, if you will, on Russia's supply chains. And the most important part of this, they go after the individuals that are directing these efforts and they're critical to maintaining this effort. And uh, as I understand it, these sanctions have also gone specifically after Russia's defense procurement networks. We already know that Russia's struggling to get weapons, to keep those weapons on the field, and this is kind Coming after millions of dollars, in fact, hundreds of millions of dollars of equipment was lost in this last counteroffensive by Ukraine. So this sanctions package could hurt significantly. Hey, JJ, let's go back to Volodymyr Zelensky, who must be rankling Vladimir Putin by uh, submitting this accelerated NATO application. What what happens next? Well, we know that this can happen pretty quickly, because if you remember back earlier this year, uh, there were other countries like, uh, I think, Sweden uh, and uh, Finland that joined within a matter of months. This could happen. So what happens now is NATO members have to think long and hard about it, what this means. A country that's at war is applying for this, this membership. If they get it, one of the things that's critically important about being a member of NATO is Article 5. And that means that any NATO member that's attacked, that is taken as an attack on all members. So how is that going to impact all of these other countries with a war going on in this country? But still, it could happen. But these countries will all have to think long and hard about it. And uh, I'm not so sure about how quickly this will happen, if it does. Now, of course, uh, Putin also says he would use nuclear weapons to defend annexed territory in Ukraine. How are Russia's neighbors responding to that? This morning I had a conversation with uh, Hanno Pevkor. He is the defense minister from Estonia, and he was very clear and very blunt about it. He's, he said Vladimir Putin is in this for himself, and he might do whatever he feels necessary that uh, would achieve his goals. And one of the things that we should be clear about is the fact that he's sending people to the front lines of this war that have only been signed up a few days ago is very clear. He's not so much interested in the well-being of these people and perhaps not even winning this war, but he's trying to show people that he's got resources. And so Pevkor says this threat about using nuclear weapons we absolutely, definitely need to take it seriously because he could launch a tactical nuke at some point in some time uh, during the course of this war. WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green. Thanks, J.J. You're welcome. Sports next.
And now, from WTOP's Small Business September Series, presented by Eagle Bank, here's Dr. Ryan Moran, Chief Executive Officer at Whitman Walker Health System. We've been talking a lot about Eagle as a trusted advisor and partner in terms of the capital space, but the bank has also been a partner as we think about other organizational assets and how we think about the longevity and the sustainability of Whitman Walker. And this is an opportunity for us to think and position ourselves, not just in terms of opening brand new buildings, which Eagle has been a partner and a relationship advisor on, but how we as an organization organize ourselves for long-term success. And the board in that process, Eagle was with us every single step of the way and advising us throughout how do we create a unique, but smart organizational approach for our future. To hear more of this interview, visit WTOP and search Small Business September. To learn more about how Eagle Bank can help your business grow, go to EagleBankCorp.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Dave Preston, Nats and Phils will be going at it today. That's right, and uh, the game's already underway, and it's the Phillies who strike first in the first off of Fetty. The wind, the kick, here it comes, and a swing and a drive in the air to deep right center. Thomas going back, way back, looking up at the big wall, and it is gone. Goodbye. Charlie slows on 1500 AM. The Nats trail 3 nothing in the seventh inning. Phillies on a half-game lead over Milwaukee for the wild card. NFL commanders won't have center. Wes Schweitzer in the lineup at Dallas Sunday while tackling. Charles Leno is questionable. WTOP's George Wallace telling the D.C. Sports Huddle. It's another tough deal going into Dallas, uh, a team that leads the league in sacks and a defensive line that gets after you. So as Scott Turner said today, they have to find a way to get the ball out quicker if they're going to be under siege like that, which they were last week and probably going to be again this week. More of the D.C. Sports Huddle on the podcast D.C. app, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. College football, Maryland meets Michigan State and Spartans quarterback Peyton Thorne, head coach Mike Loxley. Big, tall guy. Makes all the throws. Been in this league a little bit, you know, having transferred into Michigan State. So um, just the, the arm talent is there. For more on the matchups, check out Presto's picks on the sports page at WTOP.com. Dave Preston, WTOP Sports. All right, Dave, thanks. Top stories we're following for you right now on WTOP. Hurricane Ian has made another landfall, this time in South Carolina after devastating Florida earlier this week. Came ashore around Georgetown about an hour or so ago. Soon, the D.C. area will see the effects of the storm. Light rain this afternoon will turn into heavy rain and wind later on this evening, and we could see several inches before that system moves out of the region. The reopening of six metro stations south of Reagan National Airport has been delayed by a few weeks to November 5th. Free shuttle bus service will still be available till then. Metro also says its new Potomac Yard station will not open this year. And the House has approved a short-term spending bill already passed by the Senate to avert a government shutdown. It is expected to be signed quickly by President Biden ahead of a midnight deadline. Keep it here on WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. Up ahead in Money News. Heading toward the closing bell, the Dow is down another 330 points. This year's worst performing big tech stock. I'm Jeff Glabel. 318. It is time for traffic and weather on the 8s. Dave Dildine's watching traffic. And that traffic on Broadneck is very slow eastbound on Route 50 as the light rain begins at the Bay Bridge. No chance for two-way traffic right through the first part of the weekend. The second crash of this afternoon on the eastbound span of the bridge, like the first one, quickly cleared. They've just got all the green arrows open on above the eastbound span of the bridge, but that's all you get. 
The crash cleared, but no two-way traffic as the light rain from Ian begins. Some heavy traffic near I-97, no delays through Bowie. 95 northbound, heavy through Laurel past Columbia. There was a piece of tire puncturing debris somewhere back near the 32 interchange and just north of there, downstream, disabled vehicles lining the left and right shoulders. The northbound lanes are open, watching out for that piece of debris. Baltimore-Washington Parkway, no hazards reported, but plenty of volume to work through, and that's the case on the Beltway in 270. In Virginia on 66, the eastbound work zone in Centerville is clear. Southbound traffic on 28 has yet to recover. It's still slow. Westbound traffic is slow in separate stretches out through western Fairfax County. 395 and 95. From Washington to Fredericksburg, slow off the Southwest Freeway over Arlington Ridge, under King Street, and from Newington toward the Occoquan. Also some slow stretches of Friday traffic through Stafford County, northbound heavy near Triangle, and also moving north toward Woodbridge. George Washington Parkway southbound beyond 123. Look ahead for the right lane to get by the last of a work zone. They did clear the northbound work zone. In the district on D.C. and Interstate 295, congestion has developed with no major incidents reported in the way along the Anacostia River. Visit new and exciting places across the U.S. on Amtrak. It isn't just about the destination, it's about the journey with no middle seats, extra leg room, and even private rooms. Book now at Amtrak.com. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Chad Merrill at Storm Team 4. The initial wave of rain from Ian already starting to hit us, and uh, it's just the first of uh, many hours of this stuff, huh? Sean and Hillary, that is exactly right. The rain is basically right along Route 50 and will continue to move north. Initially, just sprinkles and very light rain. That will cause some slippery travel in itself as it mixes with some of the oil in the road. Once we get into the overnight period, that's when the heavy rain develops and the potential for some flash flooding like we are seeing right now in the Virginia Beach area and adjacent areas of North Carolina. Even the potential once we get towards the eastern shore for some brief tornadoes to develop and spin north towards Delaware. So that's a hazard once you get towards the coast. Now, the winds are also going to pick up, too. So the winds are going to be pretty persistent about northeast, 15 to 20, with gusts to 35 in the nation's capital. But once you get south and east and then up towards the higher elevations of the Blue Ridge, both spots gust up to 50 miles per hour, which will in itself create some sporadic power outages and perhaps some downed trees. So after we get through that heavy batch of rain tonight, we'll have some steady light to moderate rain on Saturday. Temperatures will be in the 50s. And then another burst of heavy rain on Sunday as Ian, which is actually going to stall out over the mid-Atlantic and combine with the front, pushes uh, some additional moisture through. So we're not going to actually get rid of this rain until Monday evening. So initially, the flash flooding tonight, and then a second round of perhaps some flooding Sunday into Monday, and that could be also some river flooding as we get some rises on the creeks and streams from the runoff over the weekend. Temperature outside, 63 at BWI Marshall, 61 at Dallas International and 63 at Reagan National Airport. All right, thanks, Chad. We've certainly got a lot going on. Brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Head on WTOP. Alexandria has notified state leaders it won't be following the governor's proposed new model policies. I'm Christy King. It's 321. And now, from WTOP Small Business September Series, presented by Eagle Bank, here's Jack McDougall, president and CEO of the Greater Washington Board of Trade. Particularly for small businesses on the on the pay side, I think that's a real challenge. What I think is emerging, though, what you see out there is more and more employees are looking for a sense of purpose. And so it's mission-driven. And so I think organizations right now that have a really compelling 
mission value or a purpose value proposition are attracting people. And so and I think that's true at the, at the small business level, particularly in the nonprofits, as well as at larger companies. And so there's a real emphasis on that. I think one of the things the pandemic did for all of us is it just caused us to take a pause and rethink. To hear more of this interview, visit WTOP and search Small Business September. To learn more about how Eagle Bank can help your business grow, go to EagleBankCorp.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Eagle Bank, building business, building relationships. You want it all? We have it all. NBC4's all-new afternoon lineup, weekdays. Smile with Kelly at 2. Connect, laugh, and feel good. Help solve mysteries at 3. Hey there, DC friends. Craig Melvin here, bringing you Dateline in Daytime. Then join Pat, Leon, and Doug for News 4. First at 4. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. I'm Pat Lawson-Muse. And I'm Leon Harris. NBC4's all-new afternoon lineup, weekdays at 2 on NBC4. Working for you. Join the YMCA today with zero enrollment fees and move forward toward achieving your health and wellness goals. Experience everything that the Y has to offer, such as yoga and dozens of motivating group exercise classes. Play pickleball or tennis, swim in heated indoor and outdoor pools, and explore more ways to have fun at the Y. Visit YMCADC.org to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia, and to learn more. Hurry. Offer ends September 30th. Complete coverage of Hurricane Ian as it arrives in the DMV. Your weather alert station, WTOP. WTOP News Time, 324. Well, when it comes to how transgender kids are treated in public schools, Alexandria is now on the record. The city has notified state leaders it will not follow Governor Glenn Youngkin's proposed policies. Alexandria's letter to Virginia's Board of Education states the governor's policies target, demean, and diminish transgender and non-binary students and the interim superintendent for Alexandria City Public Schools says we have our priorities we will continue to focus on making sure we do what's best for all children Melanie K Wyatt will continue our commitment to both implement and develop gender affirming policies this while the governor's office tells WTOP the model policies emphasize that every effort should be made to ensure that transgender students be treated with respect compassion and dignity in the classroom and school environment Christy King WTOP News you know we have some pretty good teachers around the DMV and two of them in Virginia are up for teacher of the year Governor Glenn Youngkin will say who that winner is during a ceremony in Richmond but our two hopefuls from Northern Virginia include Fabiana Parker, who's an English as a second language teacher at Thornburg Middle School in Spotsylvania, and Jordan Markwood, who teaches music at Rock Ridge High in Loudoun. Virginia's Teacher of the Year has a shot at becoming the National Teacher of the Year. WTOP at 325, Money News at 25 and 55. Jeff Claybaugh, a bad end to a bad month on the street. It certainly is. This is the final trading day of September and also the final trading day of the third quarter. So when the bell rings in about 35 minutes, we can tally the quarterly loss as well as September's loss. Roughly 7.5% for the Dow this month. That would be the worst since May of 2020. Right now, the Dow's down 334 points. The S&P 500 is down 34. The Nasdaq is down 87 points. Carnival Cruise Line stock has dropped to its lowest level since 1992 today. It's down 20%. After quarterly results, showed a slower-than-expected rebound in cruises. Carnival is now about $7 a share. Before the pandemic, it was more than 50. Facebook stock is not having a good year. A year ago, when Facebook rebranded as Meta Platforms, 
It had a market value of a trillion dollars. Its stock has lost two-thirds of its value since its record high last September. Facebook has become one of the five worst-performing stocks in the S&P 500 this year. Jeff Clayball. WTOP News. Money News sponsored by Bopat Electric. Bopat Electric, a leading commercial electric contractor, is celebrating 50 years and wants to thank their customers and employees. Serving Maryland, Virginia, D.C., and Pennsylvania. Visit BopatElectric.com. All these... <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now. Available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. What will it take to conserve 10 billion acres of ocean, 1.6 billion acres of land, and over 600,000 miles of river? What will it take to protect and restore natural habitats in over 70 countries around the world and in all 50 states here at home? What will it take? You. Together, we will make it happen. It's in our nature. See how your gift can help at nature.org. The Nature Conservancy. Protecting nature, preserving life.